Sunday morning discussion on weekend view. In a Sunday morning discussion, we take a look at the issue of uh, corruption at uh, driver license testing centers. The Gauteng government has instituted lifestyle audits on driver's license officials as it tries to clamp down on corruption. This after reports of widespread bribery, collusion between examiners, fee dumping and eye test corruption at Gauteng driver's license testing centers. The results of a 2021 investigation commissioned by the Premier's office, which were presented this week, concludes that there are no controls in place to identify or deter possible fraud and corruption while examiners conduct the driver's tests, especially once they have the once once they've left the yard, right, to conduct the road test. The report also notes that some corruption was enabled by system weaknesses. This is the subject of today's Sunday morning discussion, and we are joined on the line by Gauteng MEC for Public Transport and Roads Infrastructure, Jacob Mamabolo. MEC Mamabolo, thank you very much for your time with us this morning. What what prompted this this investigation into the the level of corruption at these driver license testing centres? Firstly, good morning to you and to all the listeners. Um, sincere thanks for inviting us. Um, the issue that really prompted us to conduct this. Um, very comprehensive and thorough investigation is that uh, you you may recall that during the hard lockdowns of COVID-19 when services were grounded to a halt uh, following that when they were now being relaxed that is the hard lockdown uh, regulations there was a need for people to renew their driver licenses. And there was a massive backlog uh, because we couldn't work. And because we in the province use an online booking system, which has proven to be best practice in the light of COVID-19 and risks to life, we then had to, we found ourselves facing a huge outcry with people saying they couldn't find slots. Mm -hmm. And that was then um, accompanied by allegations of fraud and corruption in the allocation of slots. And it was out of that that we then said, we have to hear the voice of the residents of our province. Uh, by responding positively and conducting the investigation. It was in that context that we then said, because this is the first of its kind, never done before, let us also strengthen the terms of reference to include a whole range of issues. But in a nutshell and direct to your question, it was prompted by uh, the pressure that came and the outcry relating to people not finding slots. How, how widespread is it, uh, MEC, um, when you had to now, you know, look into 
to particular examiners, lifestyles, what 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 they own, the sort of lives that that, that they are um, leading, and and so on. And of course, there are a number of a number of play role players in this as well. When we think about the eye tests, um, as well, um, who, you know, are, are are these these doctors accredited? Um, do they have the right certification to in fact conduct these tests? You know, are the certificates that they give legit? It's it's a number of of, of players involved here. How wide spread um, did you in fact find that that, that this issue is from this uh, investigation? I think just uh, looking at uh, the information and the data that came out um, contained in the report, it is very clear that um, this is very deep and uh, spread across a number of areas in the service that we provide and as you also just to confirm your point uh, there are multiple uh, players and stakeholders that are involved i think on a more positive side and very remarkable is that we have conducted the investigation we have made public the report we now have information an instrument and tool that we did not have before the information has been scientifically verified uh, uh, conducted by experts in the forensic investigation space and um, we in in providing the service and in improving on our work in making sure that we become efficient and effective we now know in which direction to go. We now know how to develop our roadmap, critical milestones directed in which areas, across which stakeholders and key players. So we are much more better in our overall determination and unwavering commitment to root out fraud and corruption, but also bring great relief to the residents of our province who need this very much important service which is critical to grow in the economy we know driver licenses uh, support the automotive sector freight moves on the road you need um, uh, driver licenses people looking for employment opportunities is a very critical condition so it, it is important given the significance of this service that we we now have um, this information and then the way forward is very clear and we just have to implement. Um, I am still in conversation with MEC for Transport in Gauteng, Jacob Mamabolo. We are talking about uh, the investigation into corruption and malfeasance um, at uh, driver license testing centres. The Gauteng government instituting lifestyle audits on officials there as it tries to clamp down on corruption. Of course, I am taking your own uh, thoughts and experiences here on WhatsApp. Somebody says, corruption is everywhere. No driver license without paying 3000 4000 or more than that even. Jeepers, hey? Muloy uh, Tamahane here in Durban says, Hi, Sebenzile, the bribery and corruption on awarding of driver licenses and essays deeply entrenched. The average bribe is 1,500, 1,500 rands in KZN. 
and uh, Jane Furs, yes, um, or Abdullah rather, and Jane Furs says this license center corruption is countrywide. The expire of license cards was motivated by this because people are not tested on their ability to drive a vehicle, but on how much they are able to grease officials' hands. It says Abdullah uh, there on SMS, um, and I'll and I'll take a, a few more in in just a bit. MEC, it's good and well that I suppose you're proud of um, what this this investigation has now revealed. And and you you now have, of course, a a set of of, of facts and data points to then work from. What it also reveals, though, was was that there were a number of uh, gaps or, or, or loopholes within the system that people were able to then take advantage of moving forward how do you how do you close those gaps so for example as we've mentioned that it becomes hard to to see what these officials are doing as soon as they they, they leave the the grounds and they do the road test what the sorts of conversations that are happening in the car what they're saying to the person who's who's, who's currently being being tested right it's it's very difficult for you to know what, what's happening there what sort of measures are you looking to put in place so that you're able to to monitor and try what is actually happening yes let, let me just uh, say confirm the point you're making and and uh, emphasize it that we appreciate the report we welcome it um we definitely are proud of um the progress we are making uh we have a solid a baseline um, to a point of departure from which to construct and design uh, our improvement interventions and to close the leaking taps the the the, the and, and and of course make sure that we we have the controls um, uh, that are required to protect the residents of our province and uh, secondly i think um, I, we're also very proud that um you know, as, as, as coming from the, the information you're providing, uh, this report seems to be a point of reference, not only for the province. Uh, I can hear KwaZulu-Natal, we can hear what people are saying in Jane Fest, which is in Limpopo. So it means that, um, you know, we the other provinces as well have got an opportunity to refer to the report. Just quick on your point about, um, you know, steps that we will take to improve so our priority, if you look at the um, report itself, um, very much important is to make sure that following the laws of our country, the principles of the rule of law, um, um, uh, the code of disciplinary processes that are there in the protocols, we take immediate action um, against those that are identified in the report. And the report uh, does have uh, details relating to people that uh, it recommends action be taken. So without fear, without favor, particularly without prejudice, uh, we will be um, implementing um, consequence management. We have already just on Friday uh, met with our you know, officials. Uh, we have, in anticipation of the report, strengthened our uh, capacity for disciplinary action and that part is uh, already we've, we've actioned it on Friday. The second part is that um, we, if you look at the report just on the points you are making about what happens uh, in the field 
when on the field, when people are conducting the tests with examiners, um, we one very clear recommendation from the report is that we must bring transparency, openness, and light where the actual tests are happening uh, with the examiners and, of course, the applicants who want to get uh, the driver licenses. And there they say, the report itself says, we must bring in CCTV cameras um, and and make sure that uh, that whole area we can see every single activity that is taking place there. Um, I think it's important to say to you, Seven Zealand, the, the, the listeners, that um, we have already met with the CSIR Friday afternoon, which is a government institution, one of the most efficient institutions of government, uh, because they support our IT solutions. We have asked them to look at um, uh, installing CCTV cameras. We will be consulting with municipalities because they also run some of the DLTCs. But... Just starting with the provincial ones, um, we will be having cameras there to make sure that we can see everything. Thirdly, uh, on Thursday, as we were uh, releasing this report, we were also opening a state-of-the-art, very beautiful, smart DLTC on Train Station in Centurion, which is the third one that we are opening on how train facilities uh, there are two dltcs that we have opened one in waterfall in midrand mm-hmm. the other one in centurion now that we have got these models we are also we will be engaging uh, the owners of the malls and high uh, areas of activities in the townships uh, to make sure that we bring this model that we have um, implemented at how train to the townships because remember how population grows very fast yeah. the sad part is that the number of dltcs that we have in the province remained uh, at the same level so the huge demand for services the capacity of supply side remained constant once the service is in shortage once you don't have enough capacity to provide service uh, it also fuel or create conditions for corruption and fraud in that, uh, you know, the, the services, the demand is huge and there's no capacity to provide it. So part of implementation is to expand our footprint, make sure that we have got simple, easy, accessible facilities. So those are among some of the um, implementation strategies we are looking at. You'll see in the report is talking about um, making sure that driving schools are registered with us. Uh, I can tell you that, uh, again, the Road Traffic Management Corporation, you'll recall when there was a strike of driving schools, we agreed on a system uh, to create an account for driving schools, which means they must be registered with us. And uh, again, when we left CSIR on Friday, we went to the RTMC offices to look at uh, that technology that uh, we want to introduce in the driving schools, registrations, the uh, fingerprint, we want fingerprint, facial uh, recognition, in other words, biometric detail of who owns a driving school. We know some of these driving schools, people are fronting for uh, even foreign nationals that are not in the country. So 
illegal, uh, you know, we've got illegal operators. Some of them are allegedly run by our officials mm. uh, through friends, families, relatives. Uh, you can already see in the lifestyle audits that 13 officials have got assets that cannot be accounted for. So the registration of driving schools is also going to help us to know exactly how many driving schools do we have? And we also want to issue them with certificates like a bank. When you enter into a bank, you see a certificate that says this is a, financial, a registered financial institution. So um, the activities of optometrists, we, we see in the report that also there are no controls there. People yes. fraudulently issue those. So there's a whole range of interventions. Many of them uh, really are things that um, are doable. We're pleased that when we were releasing the report, the CEO of RTMC was there. So there will be a holistic, integrated approach, not only by us, but this report is a very good benchmark nationally. Sure. In a moment, I do want to speak about the, the, the broader issue about the... Um, the safety on our roads uh, because if people are not getting these licenses because they know how to drive, um, how is that contributing to the carnage that we often see on our roads? We'll continue uh, on on that point in just a moment. My guest is Gauteng MEC for Public Transport and Roads and and Roads Infrastructure rather in Gauteng. Bramaro on Twitter says, if government can employ more unemployed youth to work at the traffic department, then the daily long queues can reduce, which will in turn reduce corruption at the department. Some people bribe officials to skip the queues. Good morning, Mzansi. That's uh, Bramaro there on Twitter. Thanks for that one, uh, Bramaro. Coming back to you, MEC, just just on the on the question of the you know safety on on our roads um we you know we, we know different times of the year we have significantly um high high incidents of um of, of accidents and so on but even throughout throughout the year as well do you believe that this particular issue we're discussing this this morning of uh, of the corruption we see at these uh, at these testing centers contributes to that because people aren't getting these licenses because they they know how to drive and understand the rules of the road Yes, two issues uh, in what you have said. Let me just uh, say to the uh, listeners on the comment you have, uh, one of the listeners has made about creating op- job opportunities. Just in the DLTC, we were opening at How Train, um, a massive employment of uh, young people, um, and they are wearing uniform, um, they're providing good quality customer care. They, uh, clients I spoke to gave us 10 out of 10 in the quality of service. So that point is correct. And it means if we open more DLTCs, definitely we will create more job opportunities because we're seeing with those that we have already opened, even in waterfall. So that point is a good point and it's taken. And that's exactly what we're doing. Quick point on what you have raised. Uh, in the report, you would have seen something, and I could share that you have gone through the report. You would have seen something about a guaranteed pass, uh, which is um, where, where they say people pay 6500 and you get these very important documents without even doing anything as is stated in the report. So that spills over into onto the road because as uh, it is a practice and culture that hap- what happens on our roads is that uh, so people bribe their way to get driver uh, uh, you know learners and driver licenses 
they don't know how to drive they are breaking rules of the road and then they they deal with that through corruption on the road so it means in the value chain of just driving on our roads uh, bribes and corruption um uh, uh, it's it's definitely happening even with law enforcement agencies that are supposed to be the first and last line of defense mm. so what are we looking at one of the um things that um it's also worrying and, and just to confirm your point is we have also discovered that in some of these driving schools they don't have examiners to teach people how to drive and if driver licenses are sold on the uh, 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 through corruption you can get it through guaranteed pass it also means people don't even have to go to go for for for, for learning lessons but we are looking at so the issue of registration of driving schools includes examiners that would have gone through the appropriate courses and training by the RTMC. Secondly, technology in the automotive sector is quite advanced. We are exploring with CSIR and uh, Girotech, which is co- uh, an entity of AMSCO, um, the use of smart technologies, telematics, which you can just fit them into a car and a person drives them and the car alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't need the human um, effort and the computer can do the scoring. You can see and the person can get a report on their weaknesses. So we also need to leverage technology. The automotive sector has moved. Sure. There are driverless cars. There are all sorts of technologies. So we also might have to eliminate the manual testing process and maybe automate that function while exploring that uh, registration of examiners. So um, the the whole issue of just how people are being taught how to drive, acquire the documents is precisely at the center of uh, this report because it leads to loss of life, th- uh, you know, putting lives of people at risk. And driving, by the way, it's a very important thing that you have to learn. That's why, um, you know, People that buy expensive cars, those companies provide them with uh, advanced driving lessons in order to protect the cars that they are driving in themselves. So driving needs to be learned and be learned properly. Many people who have acquired their driving licenses through corrupt practices, I can tell you, are far from learning how to drive. Hence, we have got high rates of accidents on our roads. So this report lays a solid basis for us to move forward. MEC, let me thank you for your time. We're completely out of uh, time. Thank you very much, MEC. Jacob Mamobolo, Gauteng MEC for Public Transport and Roads Infrastructure.